everybody, welcome to Revelation Station. We are finally on YouTube. Now, I actually haven't, I don't think I announced this yet because I really wasn't sure if we were actually going to do this. But I decided, you know what, why not? Let's go on YouTube as well. The more uh, platforms, the better, right? Right. So, without further ado, he's the man with the script. He's the man with everything. Well, go not on. everything, but uh, <laughs> some will say I have everything, but I really don't. It's uh, what I have is because of Jesus. Of course, of yep. course. And Jesus is, you know, the most important thing to ever exist uh, in this world. Uh, and some people think, some people try to take him for granted. You know, uh, just like the um, the times where people will be like, oh, you know, I have to do is ask for forgiveness and repent. Well, no, that's not the only thing God gave you. See, you can go in a in, in court and you can say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because saying sorry is actually repentance. You're saying sorry for the crimes that you've done. But it doesn't mean that you're just going to get away with what you did. It doesn't mean that. Because in a court of law, <laughs> you can say sorry to the judge all you want and he's not going to let you go. You need someone to actually pay the fine. But people say, okay, well, Jesus paid the fine then. He did pay the fine. But at the same time, you have to have a relationship with the person who paid the fine in order for him to pay the fine. Right? Because if he right. doesn't know you, why would he pay the fine in the first place? It just makes sense. Right? So you have to know God. You have to love God. You have to have a relationship with him. And then you also have to repent and ask for forgiveness. But the most important part is not only to have a relationship with God, but to turn from your wicked ways so that, you know, you can, tr so God can see you for who you truly are as a person, mm -hmm. as a follower of Christ and not someone who takes him for granted. Right? Right, yeah, that's the beauty of uh, things with uh, Jesus. Uh, the more we spend time with uh, him in his presence through prayer, uh, praise and worship songs, uh, through the scriptures uh, itself, we learn more about ourselves in Jesus and know him more, what he expects of his uh, children. Yeah. Which is just amazing. I know, it's beautiful. And it really it, is. We wrestle with a lot of stuff, he says, because of, of our flesh. I know, right? <laughs> Alrighty, so I just got to set a timer here real quick uh, for something else. And while he's doing that, uh, with what I, I'm going to be uh, sharing about is uh, uh, something uh, I've studied uh, through a church. is uh, Why should I believe anything the gospel say about Jesus? And uh, I'll uh, try and uh, go through as many notes as we can, uh, providing the time that we have, whatever that is. And uh, uh, he's, uh, as in Jonah, I'm Stephen. Uh, hello, everyone. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, I tend to be a bit comical. I like, I like time, how so. you said that, too. He, as in Jonah. And <laughs> I am Stephen, here with me. <laughs> <laughs> time for Shakespearean. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Two all. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be doing on that, and uh, Jonah's gonna uh, add on uh, uh, w whatever he can on that, and uh, I think he has uh, some stuff. Uh, uh, so yeah, just to right talk on to yeah, just well. right near at the end of the video, uh, I'm gonna actually talk about the tribulation and uh, basically kind of debunk the myth about you know the tribulation. How people say the tribulation is God's wrath, but it is not God's wrath. Because the thing is, is the tribulation is kind of like the birth pains to when God's wrath is going to come. So I will kind of explain a little bit of that uh, and then that'll be basically it. But we're not going to do the video too long today because we wasted a lot of time today uh, doing a whole bunch of other stuff that apparently was necessary. So um, 
But yeah, and then the next video will be the same uh, length. So this is probably about 20 to 30 minutes, maybe. Uh, we usually do about 45 to 50. So, but anyways, get to it before you waste time. <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay, yeah, uh, let's see here. Yeah, with the message, uh, it's basically based on the book, uh, Can We Trust the Gospels by uh, Mark D. Roberts. And uh, yeah, the first uh, bit is a uh, scripture actually found in uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, and it's uh, this. Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things, which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. And uh, in the Gospel of Luke, uh, he tells us that at the time he wrote his Gospel, there were many written accounts of the life of Jesus. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of uh, real historic accounts uh, back then and through archaeology as well. So there's multiple avenues to uh, go about this. But uh, yeah, uh, the apostles were the source of having a oral tradition about Jesus. Uh, uh, I'm guessing that's a uh, first-hand experience with Jesus as his uh, ministry uh, bloomed uh, over the course of three years. Yeah. And uh, uh, with the accounts of the uh, Gospels, uh, there's uh, four writers, four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And uh, uh, great passages in there. Uh, Definitely. Uh, most famous is John 3.16 that course, I can remember. Of course, God so loved here. the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son. For whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life that is the most amazing and some translation uh, replaces that ever. with the uh, everlasting or uh, eternal yeah. yeah and uh yeah he had done the research and work of a diligent uh, historian and uh, his goal was to make the truth about jesus plain to uh theophilus uh, as well and uh yeah there's uh, a lot of a uh, uh, eyewitnesses uh, that uh, will be uh, relied on uh, yeah. for the gospel to be true and yeah and uh, the culture contents uh, meant that the average person was highly skilled in the art of uh, memorization back then of uh, the scripture and scrolls uh, they didn't have uh, the technology that we have now of uh, uh, information about back then and like well, yeah. the... See, for them, they had to do a lot more work to find more scrolls and to find more evidence. And nowadays, we got technology where it's just like, uh -huh, there it is. <laughs> you know, like it's it's really easy. And but the technology nowadays, um, first of all, Satan already knew this was coming. Second of all, all this technology, everything that is earthly on this earth, anything that belongs to the earth and well, I mean, everything belongs to God, but anything that belongs in the earth is in the sense of uh, Satan can use uh, basically are things that you don't really need, but something you have. But at the same time, if you're going to have those things, you got to make sure it doesn't tempt you into doing something you're not supposed to, so on and so forth. 
But, you know, the earthly, anything that is earthly, earthly desires, earthly objects, earthly, even spiritual earthly stuff, you know, basically fake things about, you know, demigods and all that other stuff. Those are the type of things that you just really don't want to focus on. Technology, the only way you're going to be able to focus on technology is if you absolutely need it. Uh, when it comes to earthly feelings and emotions, you know, you really got to differentiate between what's actually real and what's not, you know, because sometimes Satan can, you know, put emotions in you and he can stir things within your life to make you become emotional. And then you got to differentiate. There's so many things you have to do. And, but the thing is, is God will do most of it for you. That's the good part is that when you test the spirit, He'll tell you whether it's right, right or wrong. When you test the spirit, is this what I'm supposed to do? God says, no, don't do it. But people, this is, this is why God has to be in our lives. Because as human beings in the flesh, we cannot, we cannot be able to do everything on our own, try to fight off the devil, fighting off temptations, doing this, doing that, doing this, especially everything that's spiritual. Hmm. We need God for those things. Because if we don't have gods, gods, no, not plural. If we don't have God for those things, okay, then we're to, hi, okay, go away, stop. Gotta <laughs> love technology. You know, but if we don't have God for those things, then it's going to be a lot worse because we, first of all, we can't really take care of those things on our own. It's impossible for us to do so. We right. have to have God to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the apostles uh, were the origins of a uh, yeah origin uh, uh, oral traditions about Jesus and uh, the form of uh, many of Jesus's uh, teachings and miracles uh, facilitates a uh, easy memorization of uh, uh, par um, parables, parallels, imagery, uh, powerful short statements, and uh, etc. And uh, yeah. Yeah. A guy named uh, Bircher Gerhardson uh, has uh, mentioned here, uh, my contention is thus that we have every reason to proceed on the assumption that Jesus' uh, closest disciples had an authoritative position in early Christianity as witnesses and bearers of the traditions of what Jesus had said and done. There's no reason to suppose that any believer in the early church could create traditions about Jesus and expect that his word would be accepted. And, yeah, uh, yeah that's... Well, I mean, good. you know, when Jesus came down in the flesh, no, well, first of all, it was already prophesied by Isaiah that Jesus was going to, you know, maybe Jesus was coming. And so a lot of people didn't believe it. But then what really put the shock to the religious leaders, because the religious leaders had a lot of power back then. They had a lot of power back then being able to do a lot of things. And then when Jesus came around and said, I'm God, they were just like, mm, mm, mm. they were, they had to like try to shut him down some in some form. And that's what's actually happening today. See what we call religious leaders back then is political leaders today, political, some religious like the Pope, but the political leaders today, such as Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, President Barack Obama, you know, people say, Oh no, he's a Christian. He really wasn't. See, the thing is, is those people actually want to silence God. If you haven't seen what the Democrats have been doing a few years ago, they were trying to ban the Bible. So, see, the thing is, is the religious leaders back then are now, they've been here for a while. They've been here for generations. But now the religious leaders are now political leaders, people who are in higher power, being able to do a lot more things in this world. And so when it really comes down to it, you got to understand that you have to preach the gospel any point of the day. 
as much as you can possible. Because eventually, they're going to take away this. They're going to take away YouTube. They're going to take away anything that Christians want to use. Because they want to suppress the gospel. And that's the devil. He uses these political leaders to do so. See, the devil, the devil, these political leaders may be even walking blind or they may know what they're doing. Okay, and they may know the consequences. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure they're walking blind. Knowing the devil, they're lying. He's lying to them all the time, right? And so these political leaders, they're, they're, they're shutting these down and the devil is probably saying to them, you know, oh, these are bad people. These people are bad, you know. Uh, they're preaching hate all the time. You got to get all these other things. Or these people maybe know, or and they're satanic and they're, they're satanists and they don't want God in the picture because if they had God in the picture, they wouldn't be rich. They, they, they think they wouldn't be rich or, they, you know, they wouldn't have all this wealth. And so, because the religious leaders back then, they had a lot of wealth. They had a lot of things. And, and it was earthly things. But they followed the law of Moses, and that's what they kind of commanded people on, you know, on what to do. But the problem is, is when Jesus came, the Son of God, and who is God, um, when he came and he started proclaiming himself to be God, the religious leaders knew that he was God. But they decided to go, no, 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 you're not God. They tried to, they tried to silence him. They tried to, then they obviously tried to completely kill him, which they killed him, and then he rose again, right? And they, even today, people are trying to kill God spiritually. They're trying to kill God, you know, in any way possible. You can't kill God, but they're trying to silence, they're probably trying to blind people to the and, idea uh, of They've God, been uh, right? doing that for centuries, and, uh, oh, and yes. just look at uh, the four Gospels of uh, the disciples uh, going through their... Uh, maturity process uh, uh, with uh, Jesus around, which, yeah, uh, up and down. Uh, and, and th I think uh, Peter basically uh, denied Jesus three times. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and because he saw what uh, Jesus went through uh, before going to the cross, and yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like uh, uh, really <laughs> worried that he might. Mm, end up the same way but uh at the end of uh, peter's life uh, he did get cross uh, crucified uh, i don't know why i was gonna say crucified <laughs> crucified <laughs> maybe there'll be a this man new creates movement. new words all the time i swear man he, he he will create words like no other and maybe that's a gift from god who knows right yeah, yeah you used to be I... a stand-up comedian right well, not a professional stand-up, but I did do a few gigs of uh, stand-up. But uh, yeah, I remember as a kid growing up, uh, I was always speaking uh, gibberish. Well, that's what my mom told me, and uh, I'm fascinated with... Well, language. I mean, gibberish is your comedy. Yeah. That's, that's what it is, man. <laughs> when people don't understand gibberish, they don't understand comedy. Come on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is how it is. You, you can't... You can't you can't just take gibberish out of comedy because comedy is gibberish. Okay? That's the whole point. Sometimes the funniest jokes are in the ones that don't make any sense. I know, right? Like, like chaos. And people are just like, oh no, you can't have gibberish. Well, guess what? Yes, you can have gibberish. I know you can have gibberish. Because I spoke gibberish. And it made me pull off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, what were we talking about? <coughs> about, uh... The devil silencing the gospel. Yes, especially back yes. in the day when Jesus actually. Can't came believe down. I lost my train of thought on that one. What? See what he did? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anything Satan can do to try and keep us off track. Yeah. No, I don't think that was Satan that time. Me and him were just talking about gibberish and Christianity at the same time. So. 
hey, God created gibberish. So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, amazing to uh, count on the uh, Gospels for like uh, uh, eyewitness accounts, uh, historical events of uh, Jesus, and uh, especially now mm-hmm. since uh, uh, it's been over 2,000 years, so we can uh, uh, go to archaeology and find uh, the places uh, in the Bible, like uh, where Noah's Ark is, and uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and all that, and uh, the more proof there is, uh, uh, I say, the better. But yes. Uh, uh, yes. once we accepted Jesus uh, into our life as Lord and Savior, uh, and we kind of experienced it ourselves uh, throughout uh, our life, we can later on see that he is real, and uh, the evidence is kind of added bonus when we actually experience him for ourselves. And Oh, there it goes again. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I totally understand, though, right? Oh, okay. Stay silent, like. Because I'm not going to cut it and then do it again. And hopefully you're still running. Ah, you are. Ha ha! Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, I had to stand for a minute. My legs were, like, falling asleep. Okay. Anyways. Continue, good sir. I thank you, sir. Continue. Yeah. So with the gospel, <laughs> within the community of uh, yeah. Jesus's uh, followers, uh, they serve to uh, protect the truth and uh, correct falsehoods from being spread about him in the years following his life. And uh, when I hear that uh, over uh, in days and whatnot, I just think of uh, Paul. Uh, mm, yes. Because uh, uh, first uh, he, he was a murderer uh, uh, of uh, uh, Christians, and he was uh, in trying to silence uh, them back then, even uh, apart from Satan, which yeah, you know, I'm sure he can use anyone and anything for it. But and then uh, Paul became a follower of Jesus Christ through. Yeah. Uh, I think it was blinding of the eyes of the light, and God spoke to him, and then he corrected Peter, I believe. I forgot where, but uh, he corrected uh, Peter in uh, uh, like uh, going with the circumcision uh, of like kind of going back into old habits and he rebuked him uh, uh, in front of everyone. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, good to see that uh, major people who have been changed uh, by yeah. the grace of God can correct people in uh oh god changes people in mysterious ways man i've seen like uh well i mean documentaries are not really trustworthy but there's this one that i saw where there was this murderer he was mad he was angry he hated everybody he said i'm never becoming a christian i hate god and all this stuff and then eventually he became a christian because they had this uh they had you know how like they have some churches in like jail right Oh yeah like a jail church like a ministry little... or something yeah it's uh it's uh it's like a cha- it's chapel chapel yeah been a long time I heard that word. I know, right? Chapel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last time I heard chapel was when I was at Camp Couch and like two, three years ago. Um, but no, he was in a chapel and he was talking to the pastor and he said, Pastor, Pastor, why, like, why, why is my life like this? You know, I, 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 you know, I'm so mentally ill and he was talking about all of his, all of his things that I won't, you know, won't get on. But, and the pastor said, why are you focusing on the pain that you have now and everything else that you have now. And a good quote from the shack that he quoted, not from the shack, but 
basically what the shack was saying as well. He says the more you keep focusing on the pain and on what you're worried about, the less you see God. <coughs> because even God will not talk to you if you're distracted. Because if you're distracted, you're not going to listen, right? If you're doing something else, you're not going to listen. So why would God talk to you in the first place? It's like your parent trying to tell you to do the dishes, but you're on your phone and you don't realize she's trying to tell you something, right? So you really got to understand that when God's trying to talk to you or when you want to talk to God and hear from him, you have to open your mind, get rid of all distractions whatsoever and open your mind to him and only him. Focus on him, worship him, read the bird, the bird. Yes, read the bird. Bird is the word. Uh, hey, there you go. <laughs> One creative way to get into the word. I know, right? But read the word, worship, open your mind to him completely, not like the meditation, but in the sense of open your mind to him completely, empty out all temptations and distractions in your life just for an hour and you'll be able to hear from him. And it'll take a lot of work to, uh, to actually uh, be disciplined and motivated to do that, uh, yes. which it, mm, yes. it's uh, really good to take an inventory of our trigger uh, spots, which when I uh, say that, I mean like, know your uh, distractions and try and yeah. set some time uh, 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 for him and uh, it can be an hour if that's uh, what people are able to do but uh, However long uh, with need. a distracted person that uh, you can be easily distracted by anything like me yes uh, 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 I say just choose five minutes at a time and work up to an hour yeah and uh, yeah well it's the see the thing is is when when you want to talk about meditation want to talk about you know, opening up your mind, meditation, not really the greatest idea. Meditation is actually kind of a, still kind of a religious thing. It's spiritual, very spiritual and very Well, there's good. the Buddhism for sure with the well, meditation. Well, no, even just normal meditation, like, like with yoga and stuff, oh, yeah. still not good. Because when you're spiritually opening up your mind to something without any protection, they can do anything to you because you've just opened up a door. Right? Especially if you don't know you're opening a door, yes. uh, uh, like uh, yoga, for say, like mm -hmm. if you don't do uh, your proper research and, and do it without praying beforehand of uh, whether you should yep. do it or not, especially tarot cards and like uh, some of the new age tarot stuff, like, cards are so bad. See, the thing is, is tarot cards are so bad, not only because they predict your future, which I do not ever want my future to be predicted except through God. God is the only one that will ever have control on my future. But second of all, why would you want to know your future? Why would you want to know? Okay. Most people are so afraid of what the future has to come. So they never want to see what's coming. And so <laughs> then they go to see what's coming and then usually it's bad. Some good things may happen, but it's more of a temptation. It's more of you know, like say in a sense of, oh, you're going to be rich in five years and the devil may give that to you. But if you turn to God, then no, because then God's going to be like, okay, well, first of all, he has no influence on you anymore. So you're not going to get exactly what that predicted. You're not, well, you're not going to get it at all. But if you were to follow on the path of what the tarot card said to you and basically worshiping the devil at this point, he will give you what's on the tarot card, but that's out of temptation. So what he'll do is he'll give you all this money. But in return, you you cannot look at God. You cannot hear from him. You have to basically just disavow everything God. In many different ways that you may not even notice. And then you'll have all this money. See, Satan doesn't care if you're poor or rich or, or, or happy or sad. All he cares is if you go to hell. He wants you to go to hell. He wants you to join him because he's going there. Mm -hmm. And if... 
and if g getting you rich and doing all these things gets you to help, and <laughs> you'll do it. Anything. He will do anything to disapp disappoint God. And he'll do anything to, to lead God's people astray. But the most beautiful thing about God, and the greatest gift he could ever give, was the gift of salvation. When he died on that cross. When he was resurrected. And so, and people think, oh, well, you know, God's so mean because he does all these things. And I'm like, God never did those things. If your mother died, I doubt it was God. Hmm. Because God, God don't kill. No, only uh, Satan comes to uh, kill, steal, and destroy. There you go. So Exactly what I was going to say. And so when Satan kills, you blame God. Why didn't you save him? Well, I mean, I could, I could have saved him, but it was his choice. And people go, well, no, he's dead. No, see, God's definition of saved is not raise him from the dead again or, or, or save him from a stabbing. God's definition of saved is eternal life. A life with him that is being saved because if you were to always miss a stab and and, and 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 never die basically then you would never be saved you would never be saved because if you never die you would never be saved period death is a is a reoccurring thing in this world but not spiritual death physical death spiritual death is eternal damnation being damned for eternity apart from god yeah being completely and separated that's from what it. happened when the first uh, sin came into the world. Uh, yes. it, it had to have a consequence, like uh, what yeah. we were saying earlier. And, and, uh, yeah. and so when people say, Lord God, Lord God, why? Why have you not saved my daughter or saved my mother? God would say, it doesn't seem like they wanted to be saved. Well, what do you mean? They got killed. No, he didn't mean fleshly. He meant spiritual. It didn't seem like they wanted to be saved. They never came to me in the first place. They hated me. They shouted at me, called me names. See, I love them and I would love to save them, but I can't force them to be saved because that's unloving. If I were to strip you at the day of your death and bring you into heaven, is that loving? No, it's not. Because you would be forcing someone against their will to do something they don't want to do. God gave you... a separate from him or with him. That's it. You can't have anything in the middle. If you're separate from him, you're separate from anything that is good, which means evil, which means eternal damnation, which is exactly what hell is like. If you want to be with God, you're going to be everything good. Everything that is good is with him and with you when you go to heaven. So honestly, when people say, oh, why would God send people to hell? He's not really, you're sending yourself. Yeah, <laughs> right? because uh, <laughs> he gave us free will. We can choose God or uh, choose not him, basically. Yeah. And uh, uh, at the end of our... That, for some reason, the camera decided to do a doo-doo thing. And, yep, that, yeah, that's technology for you. The devil! No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's trying to silence us. <laughs> it's uh, funny how many people think uh, when things are going wrong, uh, it's kind of like the, the movie with the Adam Sandler. Uh, it's uh, the devil, blame the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, uh, so, oh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, free will with uh, choosing God or not, yes, and uh, at the end, uh, we'll go to heaven or hell. And uh, yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's just, people don't understand. They think that God saving people is, don't let them die. Keep them alive forever. In this world? I don't think so.
<laughs> See, this world is only temporary, and do you really want to live in this world for eternity? No, you want to live in heaven for eternity. Eternal happiness, goodness, everything perfect. That is exactly where you want to go. Why would you want to stay here? Why? <laughs> like, why? With sorrow and temptation and all these other things. But when you can go to heaven without all those. And be happy, without worry, without anxiety, without stress. You don't even have to get a job. God's making a place for you. It literally says in the Bible that God has a place for you when you go up into heaven. Rent-free. Yeah, there's uh, many uh, well, places <laughs> uh, up in heaven uh, prepared for us. Uh, uh, well, if we actually choose him and continue yep. in our faith in him uh, until the very end of our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I want to see my house right now. I want to just go up into heaven and be like, God... Can you please show me my house for like five minutes? Five minutes. Uh, I will love to see minutes. the uh, pearly gates and the uh, gold over there. And, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, you know. And, and people think that. And, you know, and I'm not calling them dumb and stupid because they have their own reasons. What I'd say is I'm calling them foolish to reject the truth. If they reject the truth, then they are foolish. Okay. That's exactly what God says. They're foolish to reject the truth. And God says that people will reject the truth in order to pursue a day-to-day -day thing of sin, in order to pursue a life with sin, you know? And so you can't, you can't be with God and deliberately live in sin. People sin every day. But you can't be willingly sinning while you're with God. That just doesn't work. Because then you're going to sit there and be like, well, God, I want to go to a ladies ladies club like i want to go to a gentleman's club you know i want to go to you know these places i'm gonna go and then ask for forgiveness later god's gonna be like excuse me <laughs> he's gonna be like um i'm i'm um, um, you know i can hear you right <laughs> you know? so only if we hear that in real life though eh? i'm sure <laughs> if we could hear jesus in our day-to-day uh, -day lives like uh, uh, audibly out loud like yeah. uh, if we think to ourselves oh I'll go to a club and he'll for, uh, give me uh, yeah if we hear him saying what did you say <laughs> and what we'd be like say? oh <laughs> sorry lord please forgive me <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways we're almost done this episode here so now we're going to jump into the uh into the end times stuff that i do once in a while very short, very short. I just want to I want to debunk something real quick here. Okay? People are always like, the tribulation is the wrath of God. will be taken before the trib. Now, people get so confused. There's a pastor that I know that I disagree with. People say, oh, you know, oh, it's going to be pre-trib, pre-trib. No, it's not going to be pre-trib. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the tribulation is not the wrath of God. It's not. The tribulation is what you call the birth pains. Before the wrath of God. So, the tribulations, the seals. We, we will... We will we, I don't know if we'll see, I don't know if it's going to be a spiritual thing. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a spiritual thing with the four horsemen, okay? Because most of this stuff is spiritual. <laughs> so, but with the four horsemen, it's, they're not going to be people, they're not going to be political figures. They're going to be spiritual beings that have an influence on certain societies in the world, possibly the whole world. So you got to understand that when it comes to opening the first seven seals, you know, uh, I heard a voice of living creature say in a loud, uh, in a, uh, creature say in a voice like thunder come i looked and there before me was a white horse its rider held a bow and he was given a crown and he rode out uh, to conquer and was held in a conquest so these things <clears throat> okay 
their influences like that are on that are on the uh, you know certain countries or even around the world. Okay, so the first the first one this is either pestilence or war. All right, but I'm pretty sure I think it's pestilence it's because then you have. The, yeah, war, famine, and death. So that, yeah, that one's pestilence. Because then you would go, because the second one is uh, the, the red horse, the fiery red one. Its rider was given the power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. Uh, to give them, uh, to, to him was given a sword. And then, you know, so there's going to be war. There's going to be pestilence. There's going to be famine. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be death. You know, these are things that, that happen in this world. It's going to be both spiritual and physical, obviously, because it has to happen in the physical. But my point is, is this these tribulations... We're at the, actually the start of the tribulation. And people say that we're going to be raptured beforehand, but we're no, we're not. God said that we will not endure the, his wrath, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to endure the trib because the tribulation is not God's wrath. Not even close to God's wrath. Have you seen God's wrath, man? So you got the seals, right? the Old uh, Testament and you get to see his wrath from the Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's, uh, let, and let's go to the, the seventh... The, the, where's the trumpets? Here's the trumpets. Let's go to the trumpets, okay? So, then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. The first angel sounded his trumpet and there came hail and fire mixed with blood. Okay, that's, that's yeah. nothing. That's nothing. Then you got the second angel sounded his trumpet and something like a huge mountain all blazed was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. Trees burned up. The third angel sounded his trumpet and a great star blazing like a torch. Why is my Bible doing that? Okay. <laughs> and uh, what was it? The third angel sounded his trumpet and a great star bla uh, blazing like a torch fell from the sky on the third rivers of the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A By the way, anybody who thinks that Wormwood is in the tribulation, no, it's not. Because it's right here. It's in God's wrath. It is in Revelation uh, chapter 8, verse 10. So... Revelation chapter eight, chapter 8, verse 10, and basically Revelation chapter 8, verse 6 is where the trumpets start, and then you can kind of go through it, and then you can find the seventh trumpet, and so on and so forth. But yeah, Wormwood, where it poisons everybody and people can't drink the water. See, dude, this is this is God's wrath. Have you seen the bowls? I don't want, I don't want to endure this, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Have you seen the bowls? Then I, heard a loud, then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying, to the seven angels, go, go pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. It's funny. People say, or I heard something that was weird. Was, yeah, I heard it too. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. Maybe he's in agreement that he he wouldn't want to join in on the wrath either. <laughs> oh, I don't probably. blame him. Neither. <laughs> hey, would nobody I. wants to join in on the wrath. <laughs> um, then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets uh, prepared to sound them. But the pro the thing is, is see the trumpets. These are the trumpets. This is nothing. See, this is the start of God's wrath. But then they actually say, the bowls of God's wrath. That's scary. See, no one would ever think of this. I nope. wouldn't even want to find out what that means or even what that looks like. <laughs> like, the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. Whoa. They were seared by intense heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had, to con had, who had control over their plagues, and they refused to repent and glorify him. Like this is crazy. Like I think in the I think in the trumpets there was um, there was the locusts that had the sting of a scorpion, man, head of a lion. Sounds like one of the original plagues in Egypt back then. <laughs> so the tribulation with the seals is not God's wrath, not even close. 
not even close. Okay. So I got to tell you, we'll be, it, it's a, it's a post trip. People say, oh, well, you're just going to go up and come back down. No, because there's God's wrath coming. You have the tribulation, the rapture, then God's wrath, and then God proclaims, you know, takes earth and recreates it in his actual image and, and, and recreates the, the earth and makes it perfect again. That's how it's supposed to be. Not pre and then tribulation, wrath, and then come back. It's going to be trib, rapture, wrath, we come back. That's how it's going to be. But, unfortunately, this is all the time we have, as we have to cut it short. Um, but yes, thank you for enjoying our segment today. I know it was a little comedic. We didn't bring up too many Bible verses today, because I just wanted to talk about a few things and kind of give you guys an idea on uh, certain aspects. But without further ado, uh, I want to say thank you for everybody who is listening and watching, and I will see you guys in the next video. And, uh...